Hello, retro movie lovers or brand new friends out there in cyberspace on the Facebook page and all that. We want to say thank you to the 1980s movie graveyard community. We have a lot of new people come in, a lot of people coming in that are just like us, Corey, that enjoy and love 80s movies and want to keep them alive. Ain't that right? That's right. And where the fuck you been? What do you mean? I'm the guy. I'm the guy that openly admits he don't like Facebook. I hate booking the face. We got so many new followers, and I'm not a douchebag like some of these sites where you post and they don't answer you. I'm trying to answer 95 comments an hour. I'm trying to do my normal job. It's lucky I have no regard for it. Well, <laughs> nobody told you to go ahead and spend 60 hours in one week on plugging and chilling and making new. Friends. And I'm doing. I'm doing it for the fans. Who does that for the fans? Well, I'm watching 80s movies for the fans because I am a fan myself. Who does that? Hey, i just like to thank all the new the new listeners. I hope, you know, all the new people on there. You know, I also like to give a quick plug, Meet for the Beast podcast and uh, band Rebel Flesh. like to give them a quick plug, too. Head over to rebelflesh.com, purchase your Rebel Flesh music CDs. They sound a lot like the Misfits. Yeah, and pick up a Rebel Flesh t-shirt because they got some good graphics, some good, uh, some of them are really horror-inspired graphics, album covers, t-shirts, everything they got is really cool and slick out there. You know what else is really cool and really slick? What's that? Famous Monsters of Filmland clothes. That's right. They actually come out with 100% officially licensed clothing, don't they? And when they're not busy playing checkers... They're producing some of the finest hoodies and jackets I've ever seen. That's right. So where can they head over to film famous film land monsters? Famous monsters of film land. And if let's say, let's say you want a famous monster of film land hoodie for your five year old. You just place your order. You email them right away. This is my order number. I really need this for a five year old. They'll custom make that for you. Who does now that? I ask you, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other, you know, I mean, there's lots of places now, Red Bubbles, as all these places, but I, I think people need to realize, like, you know, it's not even necessarily you get what you pay for, because there's a lot of these, like, Red Bubble sites, they make these $28 t-shirts, you get it, you find out it's not officially licensed, the quality of the print's not good, they're using jacked up, low quality pictures. Famous Monsters of Filmland would never do that to the fans. I just bought an El Santo hoodie from Famous Monsters of Filmland. I got it in five days. Was it a one-color hoodie? No, it's a black hoodie. It's monsters on the front, nine color in the back. Holy shit, who does that? All right. So today we got a movie. I think everybody is just really on um, everybody's mind right now. With the recent opening of, uh, unfortunately, the huge box office flop, Creed, uh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan as the young Apollo Creed. Uh, unfortunately, the film didn't make any money, but it, one thing that is fortunate about it is it did reinvigorate you know, people's interest in the Rocky franchise. It reinvigorated our interest in the Rocky franchise, didn't it? We are ironically recording this because, yes, behind pulling the curtain back, we do record these in advance. Today's the 40th anniversary of uh, Rocky. That's right. And uh, 40 years later, it's getting his ass kicked by the horrible Hunger Games <laughs> Mockingjay Part 4. And I got a feeling that that good dinosaur is going to trample his ass, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. But... 
Corey G, I actually read an interesting thing where it said if you only want to, you know, if you ain't got time to watch all 18 Rocky movies before you go see Creed, there's one particular one that you should watch that will totally embody everything that's referenced in Creed and what, you know, Creed stands for, and that is the one and only Rocky Three. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. When Rocky 3 is a good movie for a couple reasons. One, it's got Mr. T wearing roach clips for earrings. Right. And two, when Mr. I hate Adrian. I hate her. I'm glad that bitch was dead in part six. But I hate her, period. I hate her in The Godfather, too. But I last like when Mr. T looks at it and goes, Hey, woman, you want a real man, woman? Somebody needs to make that into a shirt. <clears throat> I think maybe that scene of Rocky Three kind of loosely inspired a kickboxer with Tong Po. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah, he should have said, Adrian, good fuck when they were fighting, but Miss mm. T don't use that profanity. And Mr. T also don't rape the way Tong Po does. No, he's he's he not going to stoop to that level. He's going to take the high road. <laughs> the high road, that's right. There's been a million DVD releases of this, box sets, Blu-rays, whatever. And they all, some of them, you know, they start out with the MGM line. Some of them don't, whatever. So we're going to go ahead, the original makers of this film, United Artists, we're going to start to sync up instructions on their logo. So look on the beginning of your Rocky 3 DVD there. Or your and Netflix special stream. Special features on my Rocky 3 DVD are digital transfer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got the first MGM release. Yeah. So start out on the United Artist uh, logo. It you know it kind of like slowly fades up. Wait till it's already come up and it says UA, and underneath it, it says United Artist. I'm gonna say one, two, three, go. When I say the word go, hit play on your DVD player. All right, everybody, one, two, three, go. And the movie is a rolling. United Artists, literally a movie studio of Artists United, but they never could turn a profit and couldn't survive. Here's a little known fact. Is your movie still on a black screen? Yeah, so it takes there a long black Robert screen. Shawtoff, Erwin Winkler. Winkler. Yeah. Now, the song in this movie, the opening song in that they use is Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Now, what most people don't realize, they say that's the Rocky theme. This is the first time Eye of the Tiger is used in a Rocky movie. Yeah, in the third film. Eye of the Tiger is a song all about the movie Eye of the Tiger starring Gary Busey. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Was Eye it of the played? Tiger, the movie, stole the name from the song. But they, they play the song in Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Now, See, well, and there, there's Rocky whooping the shit out of Apollo Creed. That's why Apollo Creed's son says, you need to train me. You done whoop my daddy's ass twice. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't see any little boy ringside screaming for his father to get up off the mat, do you? Well, Apollo Creed, he's illegitimate, you know, he oh, grew yeah. up in an orphanage. Okay.
God, I hate Adrian. Like, you think Rocky could at least got a good look? I can see Dayton when he was just some palooka. But you think when he made money, he could have got somebody better looking than her? Nah, he's loyal, cousin. She looks like a ferret. Mm-mm. I'm going to take offense to that because when I watched this the other day, I was actually shocked by how good Adrian looks in this. Now, this is the, let's be clear, this is the footage from Rocky 2. She does not look good here. But something happened in between 2 and 3. She looks really good in part 3, and we'll get to that. Maybe. Rocco paid for some plastic surgery. If they even had plastic surgery back then, I don't know. This is back in the good old days when you could just watch the fight live on TV. They didn't charge you $98 for pay-per-view money. No closed circuit. Yeah, Sadly, I'm... when you watch Rocky fight and then you watch real boxing, real boxing is pretty goddamn boring. Oh, I know. Like As a kid, like all I knew of boxing was Rocky movies, and then I saw a real fight, and I was bored to tears. I have to say this championship belt from Ring Magazine that they feature here, it's not very impressive at all. Like, it's so small. It looks like something like some independent wrestler in a parking lot would be after. Exactly. Did you notice who was in the crowd, horror fans? That's Joe Spinell. That's right. Star of Maniac. And some other stuff. A good friend and jizz mopper of uh, Sylvester Stallone. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but the Friday the 13th films are actually inspired by Rocky films because the Rocky films, all the sequels, they start out with the first, you know, the last few minutes of the previous movie and Friday the 13th ripped that off. What do you think about that, cousin? Ooh. Well, I think that's smart because you got to try to pad out your running time. Pad out the running time and then I, if anybody, you know, hadn't seen the previous movie, they can't make the excuse of, oh, I haven't seen other ones. You know what I mean? Seen right here, they're showing Rocky's beating all these guys. Well, it turns out they're a bunch of soup cans. You know, they were like, uh, kind of like what Ronda Rousey fought, you know, a whole bunch of potatoes, and then they fight somebody real and they get their ass beat. Yeah. Polly's drinking up a storm here. Well, you know, they better be careful of Polly. That man done beat his whole family in uh, Amityville, too. <laughs> he did. I would be. Rocky Bovo versus Big Yank Ball. Now, uh, There's Mr. T. The first time we see Mr. T, clearly an African-American gentleman. Um, wearing, he wears lots of Native American uh, attire in this film, though, have you noticed? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, does he wear all his gold chains? I think he has a couple small gold chains, but he mostly has a lot of feather, uh, you know... Roach clips. No, they're not roach clips. They're like uh, Indian, uh, uh, Native Those American look, Indian. Look. look real close. Those are some roach clips he's got in there. He's smoking some weed in between. No, actually, Mr. T was the real version of Hulk Hogan. He was all about living healthy and all that shit. Mr. T, I give Mr. T credit. You know, even though that bouncer show he did was all fake, and he's, I've heard, you know, I've heard in many interviews he's not actually even a tough guy, but, uh, yeah, he's very cool uh, man now. He, he looked the part in this. I was going to say, speaking of looking the part, did you notice that Stallone got, like, really small in between Rocky 2 and Rocky 3? Well, I remember when I, I lost a ton of weight when I was real fat years back. Mm-hmm. And I always said it was the Rocky 3 diet, which is what Stallone did so he could get himself completely ripped up for this movie. Guy ate, like, some toast, coffee, and, like, six eggs. And that's all the guy fucking ate. He ate, like, 800 calories a day. Mm-hmm. I think he got hospitalized a couple times. 
Because he's so skinny, like, when you, I mean, even especially because, you know, they show the Rocky Two footage at the beginning. Like, he's big and has kind of, like, big pecs and arms in the Rocky Two footage, but he's not real cut up, like, in the midsection. This one, he's all cut up in the midsection, but he's just so skinny. He doesn't even look like a heavyweight fighter. And he's, he, and the sad thing is, too, is, like, he openly admits, you know, even back then that he was taking, you know, performance enhancement and stuff like that. There's that old bastard, Mickey, you know, got to have binoculars to watch a fight, but, um. Yeah, the, see what they're showing here, Stallone. Everything is all nice and cushy. Where Mr. T, he's in the streets training. Yeah, and I thought it was weird too that they show the the um, you know the highest like whatever the the apex of Rocky's success as a heavyweight champion was. He got to be on the Muppets. Did you see that? There's nothing wrong with being on the Muppets. No, but if that's like you're the best fighter in the world, and I don't know, man, that seems like you know. I know what he should have been doing is remaking a movie. What movie should he remake? I don't know what was out back then. Death, Death Wish. Wish. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that one. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, now is Ronda Rousey still going to make Roadhouse? Or now that everybody knows she's a, you know, Soup camp. basically overrated, is, yeah. is, are they even going to want her anymore? Is it going to be Holly Holm in Roadhouse? I don't think it's going to be Holly Holm, but I think they're going to, because Ronda Rousey had to have some uh, plastic surgery after that fight. I think they're looking to, the movie people are more worried about if she still looks quote-unquote pretty, because everybody thinks Ronda Rousey is beautiful. I don't see it. I don't see it either. They're Burt Young drinking like he's getting ready to beat a family. He pretty much is. That's the funny part. Like, I, I was a little confused when I was watching this other day, like, why Polly was so pissed off. Like, his boy, you know... Because Adrian's, uh, Polly's sister, you know, his brother-in-law is doing so good. And, he, you know, Polly, I mean, all he really wants to do is drink in bars. He's doing it. He's living his dream. But he's actually very unha- unhappy at the beginning of the film. Like he it? says, though, you know, Rocky's rich and they live in their big house. And they move Mickey in and all that. And he didn't buy Polly nothing. Yeah. But they don't really And truthfully, explain- though, but he owes Polly... Who let Rocco into the meatpacking plant to punch the meat in part one? That's true. But Who hooked Rocco up with his wife? Polly did. Mm-hmm. But you don't know any of this shit's going on in the beginning of this movie. You just see Polly's drunk. They don't explain that until after Rocky picks him up in the police here's, station. Here's my, here's my theory. Now, you know how we're talking about padding the time? Yeah, I think somebody just followed Burt Young around with the camera on a Saturday night. That's what it looks like because you see like real winos and shit on the street here, written and you know, directed I, by Sylvester Stallone. You know, I I like Burt uh, Burt Young. I I, I, do, I do like him. Yeah. And now, okay, did you notice this happened a lot in early '80s movies? Um, there'd be scenes where people would like walk into like an arcade. And uh, they were just like mesmerized by all this, this, the you know the screens lighting up and the sounds a little pew 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 and all that shit. Yeah. They act like when you watch early eighties movies, you would have thought uh, video game arcades was the most magical place to be. They were, but I mean, what's yeah. really going on other than people just sitting around a bunch of machines here, like slapping yeah. buttons and shit? I wonder how much that Rocky pinball machine's worth nowadays. I was gonna say, is it real? Because like. You know, they never really show, like, the board part. Like, it just has, like, that glass part of Rocky's face. It looks like it's, like, hand-painted. I would assume there was a Rocky pinball machine. Well, I think at some point in time there was, but I don't know about, like, you know, this. 
I'm trying to think why he got arrested. Oh, wait, never mind. I guess he probably couldn't pay for the damages. Yeah, I'm sure even back then that pinball machine probably cost at least five, six, seven hundred dollars. <coughs> Did he always? Well, I guess he he wasn't a drunk in uh, Pulp of Greenwich Village, or uh, he was a mob boss in um, very underrated '90s movie uh, called um, Excessive Force, too. Really, Excessive Force is underrated. <laughs> You seen Excessive Force? A long time ago, but like, I mean, come on. Watch it again. It's one of the better '90s uh, action movies out there. Really? Blows away Point Break. That's the one everybody seems to like. Well, Point Break was so good they had to remake it recently with Ronda Rousey in the Patrick Swayze role. Wow, that movie is poop, cousin. <laughs> I actually really like this scene here where Rocky gets him out of jail. But I didn't understand how, like, 24-7, Rocky was all of a sudden wearing business suits, like, all the fucking time. He was dressed like a Swiss banker back then. Yeah, because you know he got woken up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, Adrian, yo, let me get my suit. Yeah, somebody called Rocky, and he just was, you know, oh, Paulie's in jail, you gotta come bail him out, Rock. But, like, good thing you're sitting around in your business suit. No, this is this is where Polly reveals that, you know, you didn't move me into the mansion, all this shit. He throws the watch down. And I like all that. All he did was this watch. Yeah, I, I like that Rocky, you know, even though he's rich, he still tried to pick the watch up and save it. But Burt Young wouldn't have any of it because he's such a spoiled fucking drunk. And he probably misses beating his family in Amityville. I remember he was beating this. Didn't he try to rape his daughter, too? I don't remember that part, but I know in Miamiville, too, the brother and sister had some incest sex. That was with the brother and sister. That's right. I just know he used to beat the shit out of the kids, the wife, everybody. Especially, like, the little kids. He was always beating the shit out. And I always remember, for some reason, in Blood Beach, he said he was going to turn you into vegetable soup. Yeah. Now, this is a great speech here where uh, Polly says, you owe me because we're friends. And then Rocky says... You know, friends don't. Friends oh. don't. Know. They do because they want to do. And then I, think, I think Rocky overdid it as a palooka in this film, personally. See, I actually thought the opposite. He was such a palooka, he could barely talk in the first film. And now he's like the heavyweight champion and took in thousands of more punches to the head. All of a sudden, he, uh, you know, like he's all eloquent and shit with his. See, I think, I think Rocky should have gave him a good jab right here. I do, too. I think he should have just popped him one. Yeah. But, I mean, Rocky was the heavyweight champ. I mean, even if he was fighting the lesser fighters, I mean, he still was beating the shit out of them. It wasn't like he was barely winning. Yeah, well, they, that's why it was revealed. He was fighting a bunch of, you know. No, but Mick says that they were good fighters. They are just past their prime or whatever. Yeah, they were all stage fights. Yeah, but that's what you do once you're the champ. You you, you want to go on a long run and cash in. Yeah, but Money Mayweather has been cashing in for 20 years, cousin. Look, that man took on the big show. <laughs> and he lost. Yeah, I don't... Uh... Money, he gets paid, though. Yeah. Obviously, Rocky wasn't making a lot because it didn't take much to bankrupt him in part five. No, it didn't. 
the worst one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> I don't like the idea of the story they had for part five, just the execution of the movie so lousy. Now, you watch this guy pull himself from the hood and the gutter and, and, and go to be, you know, this big, you know, success and then you stick him back in the gutter. I mean, it's just horrible. But isn't that what happens to most fighters in real life? Well, I don't know how many fighters are wearing a gold watch and their gold necklace while they're laying in bed at night with their wife. I bet Mike Tyson was doing that in 1985, and I bet Mike Tyson's sleeping on a cot in 2015. <laughs> Mike Tyson's married to a pediatrician. He ain't sleeping on no cot. I bet he is. Come on. Man. And he raises pigeons. <laughs> yeah, he does. Adrian's ugly. You really think she looks good? In this movie, yeah, I was shocked. She's like a shoe. No, she's fine. She's got good makeup in this movie, too. All right, this is where it really, by the way, like, uh, Stallone, uh, or Rocky, I should say, he, he wrapped up all that Polly hate by just saying, okay, you got a job, and then that was it, and then Polly was fucking fine. And this is the, uh, this is actually the scene here that truthfully gave Hulk Hogan his career, because before this, Hulk Hogan was no one. This was the, uh, the part here that got him the job in WWE. Yeah, this was, uh, one of the biggest movies in 1983, and this is right on the cusp of, you know, the huge... Um, WWF explosion of the early and the mid 80s with you know becoming a huge uh, national whatever and uh, it really was exposure but it, but it's not Hulk Hogan the way you know it he he plays like a like a pimp character named Thunderlips and he, he keeps telling all the women how he's going to uh, give them a good time and all this shit and he comes to the um, ring with a bunch of slutty women so what you're telling me is that years later, this was recycled as The Godfather. Pretty much. The hoe train is pretty much what this is right here. And I was looking no. close. I was hoping one of them would be a young Linda Hogan, but unfortunately not. Linda Hogan is fucking hot. I'll agree with that. Is she going to make a sex tape? See, she has too much class, though. Not like fucking Hulkster, racist-ass Hulkster over here. Oh, now, come on. He's not racist. See, Adrian's looking good here. She almost has that Princess Leia hairdo. She's looking good. Because you wear glasses. I don't need them. Start wearing them. Yeah. Is that Adrian right there? Oh, no, that's the sports announcer. That's student I get the, the confused. How, how you know what my fondest, my fondest memory, real quick, before I forget, of Mr. T is? Mm. Remember when he boxed Rowdy Piper at WrestleMania 2? Yes, I did. I just like the interview beforehand. Rowdy Piper went, I have grown my hair long for the fight. That way you can't confuse me with tea. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of long hair, uh, Hawks are actually still has some hair at this point in time, don't he? He does. Yeah. And he has a nicer belt than Rocky. Yeah, it does. That's what I meant. Like, the boxing butt looks like shit compared to this fake wrestling butt that Thunderlips has. I think he was working for AWA still when he did this. Was he? Maybe yeah, Maybe you're right. Maybe that's why Vince had a... You know. and, he's, and he's working heel, too. Which Hulkster wouldn't do until he become Hollywood Hogan. And Stallone is shredded in this. I mean, like you said, he's skinny, but he is shredded. That's fine November mustache that dude has. It is. I don't. Th I don't think it'd be possible. 
for a boxer to be this shredded and be as functional as a boxer would need to be. You know what I mean? As a heavyweight. Not as a heavyweight. There's no way he'd be. He's probably 175 pounds here. Yeah, they keep announcing him in the movie as weighing 202, but ain't no fucking way he's 202 at 5'7". No. No, Hulkster's Hulk, big. Hulk's probably about, he's probably about 300 here. Yeah. I mean, Hulkster's tall, but he's only like, what, about 6'5", right? Yeah, I've seen him live. He's a big dude. Is he? Because like, he looks like a 7-footer next to Rock. I think Stallone's like 5'7", right? I think I'm taller than Stallone. Yeah, we both are taller. Than Stallone's got some nice Guido hair in this movie, though. He does. He <laughs> has their hair all primped and sprayed for a fight. Yeah. I, I like Stallone's uh, original hair. It, like, you look, like, the way his hair is, like, all, like, tight and thick now, it, it doesn't look very good. I'm telling you, I'm seeing a young, uh, what's his name? When I see Stallone, I already forgot. I'm seeing a young Paul Kersey here. Are you? Oh, this would have been the perfect time for Stallone to remake Death Wish. He tried out for the part, I believe, in Did the he? first movie, but they said he wasn't. They wanted somebody older, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hulkster has a funny technique here where he grabs Rocky's hair with one hand and punches him with the other. Doesn't. I'm not going to say anything on There's the hip toss. Yeah. This r- brings me back to the time where we tried a failed attempt to do commentary over action movies. I was going to say, I, I came real close to asking if we should invite beautiful Bert to come do here. But yeah, this would be perfect for his uh, talents, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say if it, the funniest part, if you go listen to that Hillbilly, I think it was a Hillbilly DVD review, was it? Yeah. If you go back and listen to that, the... Uh, the best part is the fact it took us about 10 minutes to get started because we kept laughing at the intro. Yeah. It was all downhill from there. Actually, it was okay for a I, little I bit. I think the name of that episode is actually Who Does That? That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, because we were saying we play our failures on the air. Who does it? Adrian right. looks good in this. You're crazy, cousin. Yeah. I'd rather fuck Hulk. <sighs> That's your problem. Hey. You know, he, easy he probably could fuck right. Hulk too, the way he's making sex tapes left and right. Look, that was consenting adults. Who wouldn't have sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife? More importantly, who probably Bubba the Love Sponge, apparently. <laughs> nah, yeah. See, look at Mick, that old bastard. Yeah. I think doesn't Paul Lee comes in for this? This reminds me when the NWO when they're throwing the trash at him. Yeah, all the garbage. Now, I was like, I was like, how did he fight Hulkster? Like, I couldn't remember until I watched this. This is actually for charity. So they had a wrestler fight a boxer, but the rules were so unclear. Like, did he have to pin Rocky? Did Rocky have to pin him? Or did Rocky have to lose by a knockout? Like, it made no fucking I don't, sense. I don't even think Rocky knew, because remember, he's like, hey, yo, we're going to circle around the ring. I hit you a few times, and you hit me back. And then all at once, he just got mauled. Yeah, because Rocky had, you know, he cuts him off now, but he had boxing gloves on. Hulkster just, you know, was like a wrestler. Like, what the hell did anybody think this match was going to devolve into? Yeah, now he's just like, trying to turn into it. Well, Rocky was a street fighter. Remember they even said in part five he was doing the street fight moves like takedowns and stuff and hitting them with the trash cans. Yeah. He was in part five he was using what he learned in this. Yeah, probably he'd bring in the plunder. Yeah. 
Thunderlips, no choking, no choking. Like, what's the, the ref ain't doing nothing? And obviously, clearly, Holly right here. See, yeah, get right him with a chair the chair. Shot. Hey, brother. Exim said, I don't sweat you. Yeah. Paulie's the only good corner man Rocky has. He at least came in trying to help him. Yeah. Mickey's old ass out there taking five. Well, Mickey's not the corner man. He's a trainer. He ain't much of a trainer. Mickey's like, oh, I, Mickey seemed like he was dying in the first movie. Pretty much. Paulie's good comic relief in these movies. In part four, he was hysterical. No, like, I think this movie kind of missed its shot, though, because this really was the movie, because he beat Apollo in part two for the rematch or whatever to become the champion, but I feel like these movies missed their mark because then it's like, oh, okay, he's the champion, and then, like, with that montage, opening montage, they just breeze through his rise to the top. We never really got to see his rise to the top, you know what I mean? See, I hated part two. Why? Part two is a bad movie. I mean, it's... It's got a nice kind of opening. Well, it's primarily because it's the first 10 minutes of Rocky. But it, it's just so convoluted. And Adrian, that dumb bitch, she don't want him to fight. And they make him chase around chickens. And it's, it just keeps dragging out. And he decides I'm going to fight because I can't work at the packing house. And it's just a bad movie. Does he have to fight his way up to Apollo, or did he just automatically give him? No, a Apollo rematch? wanted Apollo wanted the rematch right away because remember Rocky went the whole distance with him. And... Yeah, because that's what see that's what's great about the original Rocky that you won't see in movies anymore is like he he actually lost the fight, but it was such a a win that you know because it was like a publicity stunt fight, get a guy off the street to fight the champ. But he, I mean, he lost the fight, but he actually won because he proved himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, he said, I'm going to finish. And that's also when he went, cut me, Mick. And they cut the cut him open above the eye. But, yeah. yeah, he just says, you know, I'm not going down no more. You know, he was just going to. See, and here's another reason he's losing fights. His lazy ass driving around in a car in his house. Electric car, yeah. Yeah, there was a, the newspaper headline that Rocky and Thunderless raised $75,000 for the youth league. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't believe people are really in there paying hundreds of dollars to watch that fake-ass fight the fuck is a youth league anyway i don't even know and like another thing too is like clearly vince mcmahon wouldn't let this happen now because they, <laughs> they portrayed it like hulkster was like like wrestling was real you know what i mean like they they really beat people up in wrestling well and let me ask you what kind of soft um cream puff rocky is here he's at his house Mm-hmm. Wearing wearing a hundred dollar sweater, wearing a Rolex, wearing it. When I'm in my house, I'm in my my underwear. When I'm in my house, I'm looking I'm, like Paul. Yeah, house. I'm dressed like Paul. Here comes Adrian's fine ass coming in. Oh, nice God. dress, really nice hair. I can't tell the difference between Adrian and Mick. Oh, you're full of shit. She looks good. In I like how her makeup and hair is in this one. It makes her actually look pretty. I just see those big old beaver teeth of hers. They're like Gary Busey and drag. Oh, she don't have beaver teeth. Come on. Polly trying to get the kid to pick some horses here. Yeah. I like how Rocky tells Polly not to give the kid any beer. <laughs> now, the kid would later be played by Sage, the late Sage Stallone in part five. Yeah, but he was a punk ass in that. Yeah, he annoyed the shit out of me, but I guess that's what he was supposed to do, so. Yeah. Now, is that a win? Who? Rocky? Oh, is that a toupee? No, that, no, see, that's the difference. That's when he had real hair. Because you can see, like, his hairline underneath. 
You sure about that? I'm 100% sure. Now, this statue here is real, isn't it? Whose hair? The statue here. Oh, this... That's real, isn't you it? You know, They're I really... wonder about that because they have a real statue there. But I, but I wonder if, like, when they did the movie, they said they made a real one. Because you would think for the movie they just would make a fake one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it stood the test of time. So I think, I don't know if, like, later on they got a real one or not. <coughs> Pardon me. No, I still uh, maybe, it's real. A, maybe it's a statue of Marky Mark. <laughs> I saw recently, I forget who the Eagles were playing, but... I think maybe it was the New York Giants. Giants fans went and put a like a fake Giants jersey over the Rocky statue, and people in Philadelphia got pissed. Uh, yep, there's a, you know, which I don't get why they would make a big statue of Rocky because like he won a fight. Yeah, but like at that time, Philadelphia didn't have anything really going for it, right? It was known as like an older, rundown city, so you know. Like, it's just like how they put that fucking statue of Robocop in Detroit now. Like, it's something that inspired the people because Rocky made it, you know? Like, they're trying to inspire the people of the city to raise up. Robocop also helped Sting escape from the cage at Capital Combat. Yeah, but nobody remembers that. For some odd reason, I do. I know. People only bring it up, though, when they talk about Stinger. Nobody really brings it up when they talk about Robocop. Well, I like Robocop. Awesome movie. Part two is a piece of shit. Part three is the worst piece of shit. The remake was geared for kids, and it was different enough as to where I actually kind of liked it. See, I think part three was the one that was really geared for kids, I thought. Part, part, I don't even know if a kid would like part three. I actually did a commentary track for part three one time, believe it or not. It was Movie Wars, right? Uh, no, it's not really DVD reviews. Me and Trav just did it for the fun of it. <laughs> We both. Trev, that guy that's trying to muscle in on my chair here when I'm not around. Yeah, he's taking over. That's not going to happen. But you, you got the last laugh, though. You you stuck your Rocky Three episode in the in the line before his Supergirl. I, I did. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta be smart. You gotta cash in on the box office flop that is Creed. Yeah, that's what's funny. So we really gotta capitalize on Creed. And I said, how are we gonna capitalize? Like. The actual movie Creed couldn't capitalize on Rocky. Maybe what they need to do at the end is the ghost of Apollo go, get up, you son of a bitch, because Creed loves you. I think it would be great if, like, in, like, an M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of Creed, they revealed that uh, Apollo Creed and Mr. T was the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what Mr. T with his roach clips is calling him out, you know, you know, but a paper champion. Yeah. Like hey, you got a big mouth. Hey, you guys are that. And see, Mick's scared. Mick knows he could beat his ass. Yeah. This is where um, uh, Mr. T says your favorite part of the movie, right, to Adrian? Which further proves that Mr. T's already a little punch drunk. Yeah, he is. Yeah, hey, woman, you want real me? That's what gets Rocky set off. Yeah. Ain't no way a, a beautiful woman like Adrian would look at a slug like Mr. T. I like how he keeps saying, I'm going to crucify you. I'm going to crucify you real bad. So is there worse forms of crucifixion? Yeah, really. Once you're nailed to a cross, <laughs> how much worse you're going to get? Yeah, what's he going to do? Start punching you when you're... See, Stallone was too skinny because even his face here, it's like 
It, 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 he looks emaciated. Like, you see the bones and shit sticking out of his face. I wonder if he did that, too, because they wanted to make T look bigger. Because T's probably, I mean, he's not that huge. He's probably about 220, maybe. I mean, he's thick, but even his muscles aren't that big. No, he's just, like, he's a thick, there it is, a woman. You know what I think it is, is I think the difference between, like, the body of him in part two and here is I think Stallone got really crazy about the nutrition and the steroids and shit, whereas before he was just working out the old school way, you know what I mean? You know why I like Stallone? He he admits he takes steroids. He admits he does human growth hormone. He's not one of these well, he guys. Don't, he don't admit all... it. He campaigns to get it legal for everyone. Yeah, and, and, but he at least I like that though because you get these other guys, these three hundred pound monsters. All I do is eat tuna and steak and lift weights for six hours a day. <laughs> Your body only grows so much. Yeah, but I, I I think what Stallone did here in combination with the steroids to get his you know stomach muscles popping and shit is I do think he fucking starved himself. Oh yeah, he admitted he did. He was hospitalized a couple times. Yeah, I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was taking roids during this movie. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of mass, but like, I mean, if you're super skinny and you're working out that much, you you can see your muscles pretty easy. His abs and everything is like insane in this movie. Plus, he's he's completely oiled up. Yeah, he is baby oiled to the max. He he would make I'm... Roman Reigns proud. <laughs> Roman. Roman Reigns is actually rehabbing a couple hundred miles away from my house, believe it or not. Is he? What is he rehabbing? How do you get hurt? No, not Roman Reigns. The other one with the, the the other one that had talent that they always had to lose with the yellow in his hair. He was oh, the Seth champ. Rollins, the injured Rollins, yeah. that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's over there in Iowa rehabbing. Nice. That's where he's from, right? Yeah, right in Davenport. Not that far from here. Seth Rollins, a.k.a. Colby Lopez. <laughs> He's the guy that they're going to push as a long-term champ, and every week he loses by cheating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick is. Why has Nick got so many pictures of Rocky in his room? Yeah, it's like he jerks off to him or something. This this movie's got a ton of homoerotic. Well, no, uh, especially later into the movie, it turns just into straight like it's going to be on the logo channel at prime time. Not only that, but why is Mick's <laughs> room the only room in the entire house that's painted pink? Yeah, I don't. Uh... Why would why would you put an eighty year old man? Fucking talk about, <clears throat> talk about disrespect. Put an eighty year old man to live in a pink room. Maybe he's colorblind. Mm. Mick, the only person to ever play the penguin correctly, though, because the nineteen sixty six Adam West Batman, the only Batman to get it right. Yeah. There's one thing that puzzled me about this movie. What's that? Okay, so Mister T's whole stick is, I live alone, I train alone. Then who do you spar with? Yeah. Well, by the way, that, that, that I think all, they do show him. They show him beating up a mattress. Well, not only that, but like that all turns out to be fake too, because he's like, "I'm alone, I'm alone." But like, then when he does like the actual fight, he's got a whole crew of guys with him and shit. All his trainers. That's possible. They were paid by the athletic commission. Why? Did, for him to have a trainer? Like, because when they show him working out, they they do just show him what do you call it? Like. 
doing chin-ups in some dank-ass warehouse-like apartment. Yeah, but he's always, like, in just some corner. Like, they don't show, like, the whole room. There could be a whole team of fuckers sitting there. Yeah, he was training in the room across from Paul Kersey in that in that flea bag hotel. <laughs> he was in the... That's why Kersey kept hiding stuff. He's like, man, that black dude with the Indian necklace, earrings gonna come in here and steal my piece. You know, if I would have made Rocky three to really drive home the point that um, Clubber Lang, Mr. T, um, really trained hard in adverse conditions. I would have him doing fucking one-handed push-ups in that filthy-ass bathroom that Paul Kersey uses in his dressing room. Oh. Every time he goes down, he smells the shit that's all covering the floor. Why just like how they show him he's like punching a mattress? Yeah, like what's that going to do? In jogging. That's why I never get to ask Rocky, too. This is how I train. I jog. It's like, um... That's not going to help your punches any. It might give you give you cardio. Now, this this kind of took me off guard when um when I watched the movie the other day is um like there's no indication to this point that Rocky's like, sl- you know, sl- slacking on his training or not serious, but going soft. Yeah, in order to to cash in, he he actually trains at a hotel where they chart like a real fancy hotel. There's Frank Stallone doing a song in the background. Oh yeah, he trains did at, one in part one too. Yeah, he trains at a fancy hotel where he, people pay admission to come in and watch him and like train in a ballroom, and then like Paulie sells him like shitty t-shirts and pins and stuff. Selling him some fast bootleg shirts there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. And then there's like the famous whatever Neiman painting of Rocky that just it's so distorted the eyeballs and shit it's an ugly ass painting and he's not even really training he's just because even Mick's like we gotta go to the old gym this is what the hell are you doing it's okay we had some fun yeah Mick, Mick says how the hell can we train in this creep joint <laughs> what, what about this fancy hotel is a creep joint what does that mean <laughs> you need to go back to that slum they had shit and piss and a broken roof in the yeah. in the in the in the well, I don't even know what the red light district or whatever. You need to get back to Paul Kersey's bathroom. <laughs> See, there's Miss T. He's in his bedroom uh, doing sit-ups. Yeah, he's like killing his abs doing the sit-ups. But, but if but, you look, he's not really training that hard either. But to, you know, yeah, he's really not. But to be fair, like you know how like they're always like, oh, this is Mr. T's like shitty, nasty roach infested like workout. Like, like honestly, that like that's what the you know the training and weight room and shit at my high school looked like. It, it wasn't nothing fancy. No, and look at him. See, there he's nice hitting. He's hitting a heavy bag there. Mm-hmm. So I guess what they're telling the moral of this story is if you want to be a good boxer, don't go to a real gym. Just get some shitty ass flea bitten apartment. Do exercises in it. Exactly. Train in a sewer. He's got an electric piano playing along with the band while he does some jump rope. <laughs> yeah, Rocky hires like a violin band to play like literally the Rocky theme song. It's like but they're like playing on violins and shit. Like well, Mr. T's doing pull-ups in his bathroom. Exactly. Like, is this breaking the fourth wall here or what? Because, like, that's, that theme song is not, like, a song in the movie, you know, like, in the world of the movie, you know what I mean? Now, Rocky, you know, they got the, there he's at least pulling Mick's lazy ass on the bike. Yeah, Mick's got a heart condition. He can't pedal his bike anymore, so he's Rocky pulling. 
I guess Miss T is training with some of this. Somebody's holding those pads. Yeah. Now, Rocky is sparring here, and he's sparring with a guy who's pretty damn big. Yeah, but the guy ain't doing nothing. No, nah, he's like a soup can sparring partner. I think Mick's homophobic. Yeah, he said... He... That's why he doesn't want to be in there and the creep joint and all that. Mick would probably roll over in his grave when Apollo and him were running on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> creep joint, nude beach. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... I believe Paulie even makes some racial slurs in that in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> when they go to the the black guy's gym. Yeah, in the Los Angeles the barrio. It's, it's the moral of the story. Even Apollo Creed, the way you got to train is by going to a shithole. Oh. I'm trying to figure out the, how they booked this fight so fast. So he just goes, "I'll crucify you." Okay, you got your match, and then the next week they're fighting. Isn't it hard? It must have been easier to book venues back then. Yeah, like, um, they were just <coughs> waiting to be. <laughs> I got I got some burning deja vu tonight. <laughs> what? The, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Were you See, punchy? <laughs> yeah, I'm punch Trump. It's been a long day. Um, it's cold too. Thank God I got my Raider slippers on. Now Rocky's giving like all these interviews and shit in his dressing room, but um, Clever Lang he's just screaming for all the reporters to leave his dressing room. Why would he let him in in the first place? Yeah, I don't get. Maybe he doesn't have a door. Yeah. He must have the flea bitten dressing room too. Yeah. Maybe his dressing room is just a public bathroom. Yeah. Because Rocky was actually going to retire until Clever Lang came up. And, you know, and Mick told him to retire. But, like, if you're beating, like, even if you're beating soup cans and making tons of money, why would you retire? You know what I mean? Well, and then, then there's Apollo. So they can bring Apollo and he's going to be the commentator. Yeah, and, they, and what's funny is, like, Apollo's in top physical shape. Actually, I would say he's in better shape than Rocky in this film. And it, I, I actually say he's in better shape than Clubber Lang in this movie, really. But, um, oh, yeah. But they act like just because he got beat by Rocky, he had to stop boxing. I, I don't think that would really happen that way, do you? Well, no, and, and that's why I don't get why they always say, this is my best friend. It's like, this is the guy that made you look like a fucking fool. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, he'd be like, look, Club, I want you to crack him right in the eye. You know, that's where I hurt him. But he tries to be nice to Clubber, but Clubber calls him an old man, tells him to get out, tells him he next. Get out of here, old man. <laughs> now Rocky's actually wearing a robe that says Italian Stallion was that because everybody calls Stallone that in real life or is it, did that nickname come out of this movie well that was the name of the porno he did <laughs> well they re no that, that porno was a, a party at studs and kitties and then they renamed oh that's it. right that's right that's they, right they renamed it later now this is so stupid like Mr. T comes out talks shit starts throwing everybody where it throws Mickey into the fucking floor and shit of course, Mickey starts having this heart attack. Now, 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 Mickey lunged at him. Mr. T no, was defending shit. himself. Cut the shit, cousin. We're not watching Fast and the Furious. We're watching Rocky. And you don't throw Mick to the ground like that. Okay, Mick lunged at Mr. T. Mr. T, that guy could have had, he's old. He's got dementia. He could have had a knife. He could have had a gun. It's like when Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer fought. <laughs> 
I'm so, I think Mick, I think I clearly saw him holding brass knuckles when he lunged. All Clubber Lang was doing was defending himself. He's got some crazed lunatic diving at him. And, you know, he didn't punch him. He just pushed him aside. Nah, he also pushed like 30 reporters down steps and shit, Clubber Lang did. He went straight uh, for Mick. Mick lunged at him. Okay, by lunge, you mean he was standing straight up until he got thrown to the fucking he, ground? He dove at him like he was going for his throat. Oh shit! You were so. I would tell you. To, I would tell you to why, but this is a commentary. You were so. And then, and watch the annoying. tape, fans. Watch the tape. Tell us. Tell us who's lying here. One that did it now. I don't know. Mixing alphabet shape if if getting gingerly pushed. And that's going to trigger a heart attack. No, he is. He he was having heart problems at the fucking phony Hulk Hogan fight. Clearly Man, man's in poor health. He shouldn't be training. Shouldn't be in a fight. Shouldn't be anywhere. Should should be a bed relaxing. His pink bedroom. His pink bedroom, masturbating all the pictures of Rocky up on the wall. Then mm-hmm. Rocky wanted to postpone the fight, but that's what makes us not just go out there beat him real quick. Yeah. And Mick was bullshitting him at this time, saying, you'll get him, you're the best, don't worry. Because he just, he knew Rocky was going to get his ass beat, and he figured, well, after Rocky gets his ass beat, then he'll listen to me and finally retire. You ever notice all, all the boxing matches in uh, Rocky, how smoky they were? Oh, you know, when I, was doing, I used to go to professional wrestling when I was a kid, they were like that with me, because they yeah, used to smoke. smoking and all that stuff. Yeah, everybody's smoking. Yeah, there's, you know, get away from me, old man. You won't be next. Don't need no husband in my corner. I, I, I crucify him. I crucify you. I crucify you. You know, obviously he has his earrings out because he's going to fight. But you can see Mr. T had like four earrings in each ear. And he, did, he really mm. didn't even have like big earlobes either. No, I didn't catch. Is he wearing them in the fight? No, he's not. But you can see the holes, like how many he had. And, uh, see, like, he has a whole team of guys with the Southside Slugger Clubber Lane shirts on. He ain't training alone. Those are bootleg shirts. Yeah. No, okay, they they announced the weights. Uh, Clubber Lane's weighing in at 235. I think Rocky's going to be at 202. Like, could you box in the same weight class with a 30... Pound weight difference? He- yeah, heavy. Well, but I think heavyweight is is two twenty. I think is heavyweight. Really? I think I don't know. I take that back. I guess two hundred would be heavyweight. Yeah, they say Rocky weighs in in a trim two hundred one. Yeah, because I remember Randy Couture was probably two when he fought Brock Lesnar in UFC. Lesnar was clearly two fifty, two sixty. Yeah, but UFC is different. UFC is like one step above dog fighting and shit. Just ask Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Ronda Rousey wishes she was a boxer after what happened to her. No shit. There's one good thing about Ronda Rousey getting beat up. Mm. Everybody stop talking about Sonny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's Sonny been up to? I don't know, but she's looking good. Whatever she's doing, oh, she's looking good doing it. This was dead meat. Pain. I'm gonna bust you up. And the announcer is giving all this commentary about how this is gonna be so brutal of a fight. Well, it kind of is. 
I think it's only, what, two rounds? Yeah, it's two rounds. Paul, I don't know. Polly's a shitty corner man. You know, it's but he's like, not a corner man, though. That that lazy ass uh, fucking Mick is supposed to be out there cornering him. The he's corner. in the back Mick's taking siesta. Yeah, but that's who. What, what's Polly? He's nobody. He's just a friend of the head watch. Who's the other old guy? He's, he's the water boy. I don't know. Some other old guy. Oh, come on. All of Mick's friends got to be 80. I thought it was weird that Clever Lang for such a badass wore like baby blue, powder blue trunks. <laughs> Well, see, Rocky, all Rocky did in this first round was punch himself out. Yeah. These fuckers have, like, no footwork in this. Mm-mm. They're just going well, That's straight. why the, if Rocky retrains, they said he looks like a, a young Apollo Creed, which is really weird because I think he's older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think they say that he's, like, two years younger than Apollo or some shit. All Mr. T is doing is just throwing big haymakers. Come on. Come on, my boa. Like, that's another thing, too, is, like, these fuckers actually talk in the boxing matches <laughs> during Rocky. Like, screaming on stuff. Like, how would you keep your wind throwing full punches and talking the whole time? I, I got a lot of more for you, Balboa. Balboa. I got a whole lot of more for you. Now, one thing I will say is you see, you know, Mr. T in this film is uh, Clubber Lang. And he is very imposing, he's very evil, boxer, what? How did this turn into, like, Mr. T having a cartoon and children's cereal? Like, you know, I, well, I think the A-team, because, you know, he was a good guy in the A-team. Yeah. But he got so, like, you know, like, I feel like if Mr. T would have, you know, stayed, like, with this type of role, like, he probably would have actually had a longer career. See, there's that old bastard back there taking siesta. And by he's taking a nap. And by nap, you mean dirt nap? He's not dead. He's just sleeping. He's dying. Like I said, fans, hey, you know, you, you have the right to defend yourself. If someone lunges at you and tries to hurt you, you do have the right to push them away. If while you're running down some steps, pushing reporters down them, and then there's an old man at the bottom, you have the right to throw him, fling him to the ground. Look, you say tomato, I say tomato. Now, one announcer here, Stu Nahan, I'm pretty sure he's the guy who uh, interviews Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High in the dream sequence where Spicoli wins the surfing tournament. Now, is that guy a real sports announcer? I'm pretty sure he is. There's the big knockout punch. Yeah. Do you think it was weird, too, that, like, the actual boxing ring is a Italian stallion decorated ring? Like, I've never seen that, where, like, the champion has the ring decorated with his logos and shit. I think there was going to be some crooked officiating. I already counted to 38. Yeah. What I don't get, though, is, okay, Rocky, got, I get, like, if you have a 10-round knockdown drag-out affair, mm-hmm. you get a rematch, but... Rocky done got his ass beaten about a minute and a half. How'd he get an immediate rematch? Well, I think it's just because uh, Clubber like allowed it, right? I, um, maybe Rocky pulled his sympathy saying, but my manager was in the back. He left me. I didn't know what to do. Maybe he got a technicality. All right, we're 48 minutes into this hour and 39-minute movie. So, like, almost, you know... Almost, like, halfway through, and Rocky's lost the belt already. Like, Has it, it been that long? Yeah, like, it almost seems like this This is how the movie should have ended, huh? Well, yeah, because 
All right, he's talking to his grandma right there. Oh, that's Adrian. Oh, wait, that's Adrian. Never mind. Yeah. I know she said, uh, (laughs) Why are you laying down? Why you got the blanket on you? I just got my ass kicked. Wake up. This scene said. Now, what do you think of the makeup that they would always use when, like, Rocky got his eye all busted up? I think they kind of overdid it there. You think so? In this scene, I think they did. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're just seeing it so close up. And again, I guess, too, he's had that bad eye from the other fights, so. Yeah, that, it's always, like, the same one that gets sold up, like, super quick. I, I do believe it was revealed that he was blind in it when he fought Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did have a blind eye when he fought Robert Jr. But he would... You know what? That actually would have been a... Even though that was a great movie... That should have been Rocky Six. Yeah, they should have actually made him Rocky. They should have. Yeah. They already made the guy broke. At least here he had a house and he was making horses and doggies out of steel. Yeah. I like Grudge Match. I know that's one everybody shit on. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, do you think Grudge grudge Match will be better than Creed? Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Southpaw was probably the better version of Creed. You know, I still have never seen that movie. It's pretty good. It's, like, honestly, it's it's just like a Rocky movie, but you know how, like, Rocky movies are, like, the PG, like, feel-good, whatever? Southpaw is, like, the rated-R Rocky movie. Well, Kurt Sutter wrote it, and I actually right. kind of like his stuff, so. So what you tell me is it's Sons of Anarchy boxing. Pretty much. That's a great way to put it. Well, if you watch anything he does, it's basically Sons of Anarchy, which is yeah. basically Shakespeare, so. Yeah. No, There's Mick's wife crying. I saw another Shakespeare movie last week called The Last Witch Hunter starring Vin Diesel. Was I, that good? Um... The beginning was awesome, the ending was okay, but it's one of those movies where they want to set up the whole story and the world of the witch hunting, and they feel like it's going to take about an hour and a half of the middle of the movie to set that all up, when in reality, all you had to tell me that was uh, Vin Diesel was killing witches, and that would have sufficed. Yeah, certain movies don't need much backstory. Like, I always felt superhero movies didn't need backstories. You get the guy in in this costume's a bad guy, this guy's a good guy, that's it. Now here we have Mickey's funeral, which you know Mickey is an Irish guy. He even talks like an Irish guy. Turns out Mickey was actually a Jewish man. And I was gonna say because when I said he was just a drunk Irish guy, you told me he was Jewish, and I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, I was surprised when, the, when I seen it because I was like, well, "You know, why are they at the temple?" And Rocky's at the funeral wearing the the what's it called the yarmulke. Yeah, everybody's Yarmuk- wearing the yeah. yarmulke. Yeah, and aviator sunglasses. And the, yeah, and then like when they put um, damn, Adrian looks good there. When That's they, Adrian. I thought that was Polly. No, you can tell the difference between Polly and Adrian. When they put they put him like in the the mausoleum, I guess that's what it is. Like uh, his his little stone or whatever. Like it has like his Irish Mickey name, but then it has the um, the I can't think of the name the the Jewish religious symbol on it on the headstone thing. Uh, what the point of star? See it. Oh, the yeah, here it is. See uh, it? Um, Star David. That's right, Star David. That's what it's called. That's what Richard Benjamin flashed at George Hamilton at Love at First Bite. Remember? 
He said, what do you think about that, Count? And George Ham looked at him. I think you better go find yourself a nice Jewish girl. Now, this oh, is a- shit. I got the wrong cross. <laughs> now, this is the part of the movie where it goes from being a slick, modern, big-budget 1983 movie. It seems like they're trying to go back to the 70s way here with handheld and, you know, the rawness of the first Rocky. He's not wearing his suit either. No, he's in his leather, you know, his... And it's it, got it, some clout. They let him into this museum after hours, or mausoleum. I mean, no, he's still outside. He's locked out. He can't oh, even see. Great. He can't even see Mick's uh, headstone thing there. Then he throws helmet. Yeah, when he goes to the Rocky thing, which I want to know, how did he get to the top of the stairs here? I wanted to see him ride the motorcycle up the stairs. That would have been awesome. Done later by Jim Belushi in the principal. That's right. Maybe he went up the back way. Maybe there was like yeah. a ramp or something. Maybe there's a street back there or something you can take. Yeah, because there's the steps right there. Yeah. <clears throat> we had handicap access. Yeah, like this statue is brand new. I mean, maybe that's just what you make statues out of, but like um, it's like all green and tarnished already. I thought that's how statues got when they were old. Well, and just so you know, I do believe that you could steal a statue as easily as you could steal a piece of Stonehenge. Yeah, which by the way, there have been pieces of Stonehenge stolen. That's why. Did you now see? That's why I think this wasn't the real Rocky statue, and they must have put a real one later. Because when he hits it with the fucking motorcycle helmet, that thousands of pounds statue starts shaking. Did you fucking see that? Yeah. Well, the Rock is a southpaw. Yeah. Speaking of, who would win in a fight, Rocky or The Rock? The Rock. Really? Let's look at the size difference here, cousin. I say The Rock's about three fifteen. Yeah, but but uh, he don't know how to punch the way Rocky does. Rocky could knock you out. Yeah, all The Rock would have to do is grab him. Well, he, to be fair, he, he did beat Thunderlips, who was much yeah, bigger. Yeah, but but you know that's because Thunderlips gave him a chance to breathe. Once The Rock hit the rock bottom and dropped the people's elbow. That's it. Now here Rocky goes back to Mick's old gym, which he had to have the keys to it, right? Yeah, because remember Mick left it to him. They said that in part five where Apollo, his shady ass, just broke in. <laughs> or he's or he's been sitting there all day and he hid in the bathroom until it closed. Yeah, pa- Apollo uh, dressed in a nice suit like a business gentleman. He he had to crawl through a like a broken window to get in there. Well, how do you even know Rocky was going to be there? Well, he told Rocky, he said, "I you know I sat I went to your house and waited for an hour. You didn't show up, and then your wife said you might be here. So, but the, the, so I broke in. So, yes. So either he was hiding in that back room, or he just happened to walk in the door right after Rocky unlocked it and walked in himself. Yeah, and why would Rocky go back there? Why wouldn't he go to that creep joint he was training at? Yeah, I would go to the creep joint, honestly, because there'd probably be yeah. some loose women hanging around. You know what I would do if I was Rocky? Mm. Count my money. Yeah, I think I would, too. Because you know he still got paid for getting beat up. Oh, I probably got paid a lot because Clubber Lang was the number one contender. He wasn't ducking him anymore. But, like, that's the kind of thing is, you know, he's so upset because, you know... Mick told him, like, you picked easy fights for me and stuff. Like, 
I mean, Rocky was the champion. Like, can't he just pick up a boxing magazine and find out who's good and who's not and realize he was fighting all the bums or whatever? Well, uh, this was before the internet, too, though. Yeah, but they had ring, like, the actual belt was sponsored by Ring Ring Magazine. Magazine. You'd think he would be reading that. Rocky goes to Sweden to fight number 49th rank. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're also factoring in. He, He probably don't read much. Yeah. The, um,. Do you, now, okay, this is going out alone, but do you think maybe uh, Mick had a conspiracy where he used the Rocky's winnings to actually buy Ring and Magazine and then had them write the article saying the bums were the best boxers? <laughs> he, he might have. I mean, the guy's shady. They're probably afraid of him. He probably tried to lunge at those guys with a pin and stab them like he dove at <laughs> Clover Lake. Now you're, okay, you're, poor Mickey, rest his soul now, he's... You know, laying in the temple and all that. You're saying this man, 82 years old, was threatening the the writers of this magazine? I believe so. He probably reached over the table, grabbed like a pen or a letter opener, held it to the guy's throat. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, that's a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch. I think word on the street. This is just rumor. I can't confirm or deny, but I believe that he used his hearing aid because, you know, back then it had the long cord. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the what, the way I read it, it deleted scene was him strangling the receptionist at Ring Magazine with that cord. No, you see, they're, they're at, uh, I don't know if they're at Rocky's house or Paula's house, but they're watching this giant projection screen TV that looks like pure fucking shit. I think this, these TVs, do you remember these TVs from back then? I think this is the reason why they had to invent HDTV. I, I think so. And then, you know, I like, I like how they're like, hey, rocking Balboa to chump. They're all making fun of him now. Yeah. Which, to be fair, that's kind of what they did to Ronda Rousey as soon as she lost one fight. That's what we're doing to her tonight. Oh, yeah. Now, who do you think would win in a fight between Ronda Rousey and The Rock. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> She'd crack him in the nuts. Yeah. Who do you think would win in a fight, Ronda Rousey or Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat? I'm going to give that one to Sonya Blade because she can make things pop out of the air. That is true. You it, know who I heard Ronda Rousey's afraid of, though? Who? Nick. Mick? <laughs> that like, man's crazy. He's lunging with knives and shit. Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. No, yeah. I don't know why, but Adrienne always looks like she's like ready to go to like not just church, but like Easter Sunday church. She looks like a bucket of ass. I can't stand Talia Schreier at all. I mean, I never really, I'll be honest with you, the only thing I really ever know her for was the Rocky movies. And the Godfather. And the Godfather, yeah. But I mean, because she was, she was Michael's sister, wasn't she? I think so. Or was no? Or she was his sister-in-law. She married his brother. Was it Sonny? She was married to. No, who's the uh, the Fredo? <sighs> Fredo, thank you. That's weird. Remember, because that's when she said, "Never marry a wop," and then she got all nervous because they all started kind of coming towards her. Yeah. Yep, see, Apollo is taking him to the hood. Yeah. Literally. Which is actually in Los Angeles because um, they, they were in Philadelphia. Now they got to go to Los Angeles 
the train in the ghetto. Like, uh, all right, here we're going to actually have double duty by this actor, and I want to point this out. You had to look close, but the cab driver is actually the guy who was driving the garbage truck in the Terminator, the one at the beginning of the movie where Arnold appears naked with all electricity. Oh. And he said, what the hell? What the hell? Obviously, he moved to get better fares in another city. <laughs> well, no, that was Los Angeles as well. So he, he stayed there. And then... Uh, uh, it was Mick making racial slurs there. <laughs> well, not Mick. Uh, Polly. I mean Polly. Yeah, I think he was. Mick probably would have, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, like Philadelphia, you know, has lots of rough neighborhoods and whatnot. Like, they had to go all the way to uh, the Tough Gym here. Literally named the Tough Gym in Los Angeles. Now, don't they have, like... Rocky can go, hey, yo, I just inherited some dump. Why do we got to fly to go to another dump? Yeah, which, by the way, it looks exactly like Mixed Dump, except for this looks like this is the basement of Mixed Dump. Mm, maybe. They're all looking at Adrian like, who's the white woman? Yeah. They know. What I don't get is they're all giving Rocky the evil eye. You think they'd be coming up to him, hey, it's Rocky, you know, can I get yeah. your autograph? Well, not only that, but he walks in the place with fucking Apollo Creed, which you think would be all their hero. Maybe they know he was trained by that guy from the KKK, Mick. <laughs> yeah. I think Mick is the the founding member of the Philadelphia chapter of the KKK. I believe he is the Grand Kleagle, yes. That's why he was so against poor Clever Lang. Yeah. Which is why he lunged at him with the knife. Yeah. Now here, um, Apollo explains uh, to Rocky, look at all these uh, sweaty black, young black gentlemen in here. This is what you need to do. Look at their eyes. They got the eye of the tiger, man, the eye of the tiger. Now, do you think that line was put in the film... To promote the song or the song, you know, after the movie was done, the band watched the movie and said, oh, I have a tiger. That's what we're going to make. The I think song. it's just a tribute to the movie where Gary Busey drove a truck. Okay, since that movie came out after this, I'm going to say that's actually impossible. I think it was in production a year before this. A lot of editing in that Gary Busey movie. A lot of CG <laughs> I, effects. I don't, <laughs> no, I, I don't know this guy's... Um, and then, I think but, the line. Was, I think the line was written around the song. Yeah, I think so. Was the um, I don't know this guy's name, but the guy who owns the gym with the shaved head. He was in a bunch of movies back then. He, like he was one of the uh, prisoners in the original Solomon Precinct, Precinct Thirteen. He's the guy that tried to climb out of the sewer and escape. You're not talking about Apollo's trainer. Yeah, Apollo's old trainer. The, Tony Burke. What's his name? Tony Burke. The guy that's in Apollo's corner, then he corners Rocky in part four. Yeah, I think I think that's him. Mateus Hughes kills him and steals his belt in Mission of Justice. It does. Mission. <laughs> I miss Mission of Justice. What? That's the best action movie of the 90s, cousin. That's the best straight-to-video action movie ever made. I thought the best... Uh, yeah, that guy right there with Polly. Um Yeah, Tony Burton. Yeah. Mateus Hughes kills him. And steals, now the more I think about it, it's probably Apollo's belt. No, okay, they left the, um... Did you want to talk about Mission of Justice? Not really. I don't I don't feel, really feel like this is the time or the place to talk about Mission of Justice. If that 90s show ever comes to fruition, that's going to be one of the first episodes. 
You know, I was thinking about the 90s show, and I was thinking we should do the same thing we did for this show with the Terminator. We should, we should look to IMDb and see what the most popular movie of the 90s is, and then do Mission it. of Justice. No, the most popular. I heard you. You know, now that I think about it, it's probably going to be Titanic, so maybe we won't. <laughs> maybe we won't follow that up. Would you ever do a commentary track for James Cameron's Titanic? I know. I, I kept falling asleep watching it in the theater. <laughs> but it's the greatest love story to ever take place on a sinking okay. boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, but everybody, everybody gets so mad. I uh, no, I don't want no spoilers. It's like, yeah. But y'all know the boat sinks. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you what. You remember the Poseidon Adventure? I think it was made in the late 70s with Shelley Winters. Yeah. That movie's poop. And I'm going to tell you why. It's a two-hour and some-odd-minute movie. Kurt Russell, he took care of business in 88 minutes. He did. (laughs) By the way, Polly's yelling at the bums. I want to point out again. What the hell? It was the uh, the same guy who played the cab driver was coming back playing the bum. Now, is he supposed to be the same character? He drives the cab during the day and then there's a bum in the alleyway at night? Yeah. I want to know why Paulie's sleeping. Why couldn't they give the poor man a blanket? He's got newspaper on like a common wino. I did see. I thought it was weird that he was sleeping with newspaper. I also wonder why Apollo took Rocky's TV with him to watch this. All right, this is fucked up, too. They're staying in this, like, dingy-ass hotel. They're watching the footage of the fight. But it was, like, black and white footage of the fight. But it was, like, oh, Adrian looks good in that night either. But Why did he bring this bitch with him? He's supposed to be training, not fooling around. Yeah, I didn't understand it because they left the kid, like, way back in Philadelphia for Adrian to come. But, like... It's so awkward when they're training because she's always looking at him. Like, how can who's you... Watch, who's watching the kid? I think they left him with the maid or something. I hope it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger's maid. <laughs> no, no. It could be some shenanigans going Wouldn't on. Wouldn't it be funny if Arnold Schwarzenegger started dating that maid again? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. It wasn't like she was a hot maid. No, either. I... Well, not only that, but she when you see pictures of her, she looked like she was too old to even have a kid. Yeah, she, uh, where I always thought his wife was cute. Yeah, she was. She got a little too skinny over the years, but yeah, Maria yeah. was pretty. Plus, I don't know if I'd want a Kennedy on my bad side, do you? Well, that, I don't think they're that connected, but still. Not anymore, no. But, um... But yeah, when 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 they were watching that that footage of the Clubber Lang fight, like the camera was like over Clubber Lang's shoulder, punching Rocky. Like that ain't how you <laughs> how they broadcast fights or anything. Like there can't be a cameraman in the center of the ring with a film camera. <laughs> like well, it's not like ref cam, Clubber yeah. cam. He had a he had a hat on with the camera. <laughs> the ref had a GoPro on in 1983. <laughs> yeah. I could see him. Do it. Remember WWE tried to do stupid shit like that. Yeah, they still WWE still is putting shitty GoPro cameras in like the the ring posts on the pay per views, and they and what's stupid about it is like when they first did it, they would cut to that footage, and it was so bad and like like fish eyed looking, and like now they just don't do it anymore. But they always let you know that they got cameras in the posts, even though they never use them. See, Rocky keeps having flashbacks. He thinks Apollo's club are hitting him. Yeah. So I need to, I need to, tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. 
Which, which, by the way, he's sparring with Apollo there. Apollo looked like a beast. How come Apollo ain't fighting anymore? You know, I'm trying to figure out, like, uh, Apollo never had a film career. Like, I mean, he was in Predator. He was in Action Jackson, which is one of my favorite um, films of the 80s, actually. And then he didn't do shit. He really didn't. Just right. Well, I never heard about this until, like, literally today. But uh, I saw something <coughs> about Stallone and Carl Weathers had a feud over the years, like, what the fuck could these two guys be fighting about? I know, they're practically lovers in this movie. I know. By the like way, it. Carl Weathers, a legendary member of the Oakland Raiders. Gotta point that out. And that, yep, and Stallone was uh, played football for, I believe, Philadelphia State. Wow. His hair even just kind of wisps. See, he's still having those flashbacks. I know. There was a camera underneath the ring. <laughs> I know Clever Cam was all over the place. No, I don't know why, but I was fascinated by this shirt Stallone's wearing this scene. It looks like he took a sweatshirt, turned it inside out, and then cut it like it was a tank top. Why did people always... Did you notice like, that was a trend in the 80s to cut up yeah, sweatshirts? Yeah, yeah, and then they'd wear them in. People always wore them inside out, too. So, to see, like, so you could see the fuzzy part, right? Yeah. Why? That makes no sense. Have, it looks like shit. I have. We'll have to consult um, the Moose and Gary C. It may have happened on the episode of Silver Spoons. Yeah. Here we are, face to face. I like how Polly's with a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, well, to him, I guess this is vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure so I'm sure if we go back and watch this with audio, Polly made many racial slurs. Bro, Rocky really seems like a, I don't know, like, I, I'll be honest, like, I feel like they had to create this problem here, like, it wasn't enough that he just didn't train well for the fight and he lost, like, he, he's such a pussy now, like, it, it's hard to believe Rocky would act like this, you know what I mean? Well, it's shown, I think they're trying to show the humanity. Yeah. Some you know, he had a man, themes. He, had a, he had a crooked manager that lied to him all those years. <laughs> the me. bottom line the bottom line is it's all Mick's fault. Mick's a piece of shit. But, okay, I'll, let's say all, all that's true and Mick fucked up his career. All of it gets solved by Adrian talking to him for, like, two minutes right here. So how big yeah. a problem really was it? Okay, well, Mick, if you remember, Mick didn't want nothing to do with Rocky until he got offered that title match. Then Mick sucked up to him. That's bullshit. He always let Rocky train at the gym for free. No, he didn't even Rocky. No, he threw him out. Remember, he locked his locker, and then Rocky even said, oh, now you think you come good enough for you? And and Mick left, and then Rocky felt sorry that he put that old bastard out when he was out waddling like the penguin. <laughs> you were obsessed with the penguin. Burgess Meredith played the penguin. Yeah, but he's not playing the penguin in this movie. Well, I, at least Burgess Meredith was short. Everybody talks about the new penguin. The new penguin's six feet tall. No, he's not. That guy's fucking tiny. Oh, my ass. He's a tall, skinny guy. I bet. Well, he's skinny, but I bet he ain't no more than, uh, like, five foot five. Gotham sucks, fans. Commissioner no, Gordon does not have a mustache. No, because he's young. He, nobody has a mustache when they're young. If I was Rocky, I'd be going to the doctor have that Adam's apple checked. It looks pretty protruded. He looks like a member of the uh, 70s German uh, female track team. Yeah, he, um, uh, I'm afraid 
Yeah, he, like he basically this what this is about is Rocky lost his confidence because he thought he never fought anybody for real. Like you know, after he won the title and that his defense, was, I was like, is he okay? Is he like not realizing like he thinks like oh I was secretly a shitty boxer, but did he not realize like he went the distance with Apollo Creed once and then beat Apollo Creed a second time? Like, yeah, I think the thing is, is that he just well, plus it ain't like Rocky was undefeated beforehand. He was just oh. fucking collecting for a Shylock. Yeah, Spinel, right? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe that's how they met me. Well, actually, I think him and Spinell were friends in real life before that. No, I mean in the movie. No, I know, but... Spinell is the most overrated horror icon out there. Hey, don't tell the Grease Fiends that, cousin. Look, he made Maniac. What else? Uh, some other movie where he was in a moo-moo, sweating profusely. I don't know the name of it. Now, tell me this. Is Maniac really that good, or does the ending scene kind of ruin it? I don't know. I didn't make it all the way through Maniac, to be honest with you. Now, the original Maniac is way better than that poop remake. I didn't. Can you say shit and not say poop? I don't know. The poop I've got poop. a small child. I'm trying not to <laughs> use not the profile. I'm trying to take the high road and use the profane. What if my mother was to listen to this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. There's just something so juvenile about saying poop. I don't. I don't get it. That's my gimmick, son. <laughs> Your small child is not in the uh, the room right now. You can say shit. No, he's he's asleep. He had a hard day playing the new Skylanders game and then playing some Injustice for All. Nice. The, well, I had to sit at my job and chill. <laughs> Cousin, I was having a conversation about this, because um, where I live now, it's annoying for Thanksgiving, the kids are off for an entire week. Is your son off the whole week? No, no, he was off just today, and then, of course, tomorrow and Friday. That's it. They just get the three days. I was trying to remember when I was a kid. I didn't really even remember having Black Friday off. Did did we have Friday off when we were kids? I think we just had Thursday and Friday. Did we? Okay. I think. We didn't have half as many days off as these no. these kids nowadays. Soft nowadays. And then we had to make up snow days and everything. Yeah. Now it's like this is gonna be eighty today, even though school's air conditioned. Now we better cancel. <laughs> yeah. Some kid, some fat kid at the bus might have a heart attack. Yeah, they gone soft like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 don't have the eye of the tiger like our generation did. I don't think they do. Now, Adrian talked him into believing he was a real fighter again. She loves him, of course. And all of a sudden, this changes everything, right? So you can see a Stallone's real hair there because you can see, like, the sun going through it. Now they're training. Now, here's where the movie gets... I'm sorry, I mean nothing disrespect. Here's where the movie gets beyond gay. In what way? This is the most homoerotic training scene right here coming up. How? They're just running on the beach. You'll see, cousin. That's right. Now, see, Apollo's teaching him, you know, to move quicker. But like they say, you know, his nickname was Rock. No, like, okay, here's the thing. Like, Apollo, t- like, teaches, is teaching, like, Apollo ain't teaching him, like, new shit. Apollo is, like, teaching him the very basics, which I got to ask, like, what the fuck did Mick teach him then? Like, garbage. Nothing. Mick, Mick was a chump. Apparently he was. Dead. I mean, I don't want to believe he was because he was such an important character to the Rocky franchise, but... The way Apollo makes it sound. 
No, I think I beg it. If you think about it, the whole thing is like, I'm going to teach you how to fight like me. I'd look at him, I'll beat you. Yeah, so how great is your... I guess to teach him his footwork, though. This is a power shot here where they're both sweating and baby oiled up with their shirts off dancing together. Same here. Now they think they're even going to show close. Yeah, they're close ups to the thighs. There's some per- pretty muscular quads there. Yeah, on Apollo, but on Rocky, it was like stick legs almost. That Rocky's just so shredded in this movie. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I'm not buying it. He's, he's shredded, but he's too skinny. Yeah, but wouldn't you like to have a physique like that? Oh, I would, but I just like eating pizza way too much. Well, yeah. Plus, I think if you look like that, you'd get a way better woman than what Rock's got. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Her ass needs to go back to the pet shop. Oh, wait, she did in part five. Did she? Yeah. She worked in the same pet shop? The same pet shop. They held her job all those years because they knew she'd be a failure. (laughs) Oh, God. They figured she was so ugly, he'd eventually ditch her when he got famous. Nah, that's a little... I wonder why she never came back for Rocky Balboa. She was dead. Oh, I mean, in the story, but I'm talking about for the movie, why, the, why she didn't come back. Word on the street is Stallone hated her. She annoyed him. Really? Okay. I have no idea. She annoyed me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just retired from it. No, okay, it's funny because this was the same year Stallone directed... Or maybe it wasn't the same year, but it was real close around the time. Stallone directed Travolta and Staying Alive. And yeah. If you, and it, yeah, if you watch um, in that training montage with that, that belly shirt and that black headband, that's the exact same shit Travolta was wearing in Staying Alive. Probably left over. Here's where here's here's the scene I, they could have done without. Where Rocky beats him in the race on the beach finally? I got no problem with him beating him in the race. I have a problem with him... Hugging and fondling each other while the waves crash at them on the beach. <laughs> well, what That's I why I said this is logo channel here. <laughs> well, the thing I don't understand is, like, I get Rocky, like, jumping up and down, like, yeah, I won the race or whatever. But why does uh, Apollo, like, why is now, you he really, happy he got you really, You really don't think this is homoerotic right here? No, I just think it's a male body. Okay, you know what? I bonded with guys, and I've never done that. Now, okay, this scene where Apollo is cupping Rocky's ass, that's a little bit over the... Uh, Man, this... And then the freeze frame yeah. on the ass cup. Look at that. Look at those fucking... Stallone is shredded. I mean, that's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know what's really weird is this movie is almost two hours long, and it seems like we only started it a few minutes ago. Yeah, like, that's what I meant about, like, Rocky losing his whatever at the 48-minute mark is, like... This the whole movie seems like it's in fast forward. You know what I mean? All the you know even two dragged for me, but like even part four, I mean, which is essentially a giant montage and probably the most yeah. fun of all of them. But it's another one. It's almost two hours, and you'd swear it was an hour long movie. They, these Rocky movies just kind of fly by. They're they're paced. Stallone's a good director, I think. Yeah. I really, they're paced really well. He should have directed Creed. I think. I think Creed would have been better if he directed it. I think he should have directed. He did he direct, he directed the first Expendables, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and that's why it's probably the best. Did he? He didn't direct uh, Cliffhanger, did he? No, no, that was was Rennie that Rennie Harlan? Harlan? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Rennie Harlan. That was a really good movie. I really enjoyed Cliff. I still enjoy that to this day. 1990s. Yeah, he also did uh, Demolition Man. I, mean, I think right the next year, maybe the same year. Yeah, prediction. Pain. <laughs> I'm gonna crucify him real bad. 
Yes, How he come is. he never made any more sexual advances on Adrian? Uh, he probably had it you know, for the fight. He got to abstain. We forgot to mention. Does Rocky rip down the picture yet? Of who? Clubba. I don't know. I don't remember that happening. He might do it here. The um. Hey, Rock, where are my dirty trunks that I had to have the blood bleached out of? Yeah, what did you think of... Uh, hey, thanks, Apollo. <laughs> what did you think of Apollo? Because Apollo was like the patriotic boxer in these movies. And Rocky just wanted to wear some mustard yellow shit. Well, and didn't... What was his robe? What did it say in the first movie? Something, something was from the meatpacking plant, like Herman's Meats or something. Yeah, it did. can't remember. Sponsored or whatever. Does the back of Polly's jacket say Polly? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it or does. Or his shirt, I mean. Or does it just say Stallion? Or no, I think I think their shirts just say Rocky on the back. Oh, they back. say Rocky. Yeah. I thought at first it said Polly. I thought there was one part of the movie where he had some shirt on that said Polly on the back, but I could be wrong. All right, the Marines are playing trumpets at the boxing match. I've never seen that, have you? Well, back then our country wasn't in such a disarray where they were all overseas. So they were probably available to do that back then. Yeah, same thing. They all like Rocky. Yeah. Now all the armed forces guys too, the Marines and everything right here, they're all in the ring for the beginning. Of, you know, holding the flags, the Marine flags, the USA flags. Now, do you think they were there for Rocky or Clubber Lang? I think they were just there to be patriotic. Yeah. No one liked Clubber Lang. He was kind of mean to everybody. Yeah, he, he, it would be great if they would have him come in the ring and push all the Marines down to show how evil he really was. Everybody's booing him. Yeah, which is weird because he's the champ. And, this, and he, even pushes, he even pushes a fan there. That's lawsuit. Yeah, well, that fan did lunge at him, unlike Mickey. Uh, exactly like Mickey did. That, no, you even said Mickey. it yourself. Yeah. Mickey uh-huh. did lunge, but that fucker did. Mickey dove at him like he was going to. I thought Mickey was going for the spear. The spear. <laughs> like a Goldberg spear? Yeah. yeah. Alright, who would win in a fight? <laughs> Goldberg or The Rock? The Rock. Oh, no fucking way. Why do wrestling uh, websites still keep interviewing Goldberg? <laughs> I think because he... Did you know Cousin TNA was trying to sign Goldberg last week? <laughs> yeah, I read that. I, I believe that. Uh, I would have sex with Dixie Carter. Okay. <laughs> that has I just nothing have to, to do with anything. I just have to throw that out there. To the, <laughs> TNA needs to quit trying to get these senior citizens. TNA. Goldberg has, is, no, I like Goldberg as much yeah. as the next guy, but he's been insignificant for like 15 years now. I would like to see him make a comeback, though. Honestly, yeah. I really would. But um, he stayed in pretty good shape. Did you see TNA got a new TV deal? Yeah, it's going to be on a... Pop. Is it Pop? I yeah, think we get pop. that. Yeah, I get it. I I wish TNA would do better and succeed. I do too, because WWE stinks, cousin. Any more people like you know, um, TNA should try to get Mister T as a special referee. That would actually be good. Now, what did you think of this match? To have like the lights like above the ring are all like chrome and shiny. Why did they do that? It's like a Fast and the Furious touch. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I don't really get it at all. 
They say Mr. T's from uh, Chicago. That's where, I guess that's where all the evil people come from. The Road Warriors are from Chicago. Are they? I would have thought they would have been from parts unknown. No, they're from Chicago. Although in real life they were from Minnesota, but I guess Chicago sounded cooler. Speaking of Road Warriors, cousin, <coughs> early Black Friday access. I got it in. I just bought it two days ago. Got it in the mail today. I got the Mad Max game. Oh, how is that? Have you played it yet? No, I just got it in the mail. I got that with like five other games. Because Fury Road is shit. Yeah, there, but... see, I didn't say poop. <laughs> oh, by the way, I could have bought Fury Road for seven ninety nine. Yeah, you'd have got ripped off. That's how I feel. I don't. I wouldn't care if it was one ninety nine. I wouldn't buy it. Now here was the dumb line. He says, "I'm gonna bust you up real bad." Rocky just says, "Go for it." It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky does look kind of badass though in the uh, American flag trunks. I gotta admit. He's so like you said. I know you're calling him skinny, but the, the guy—I mean, he is skinny, but I mean, he's shredded. Like even Statham, who's—I'm saying Statham's about a hundred seventy-two. Yeah. Statham ain't even cut up like that. Do you okay? Do you think Statham's all natural? Yeah, because he's only about one hundred seventy pounds. Yeah. Plus, I think the guy just eats like spinach and beans. He by his own accord admits he doesn't really eat. He drinks a lot, though. I don't even think he does that anymore. Really? Because he's always in the bar. He tried to hit on Shia LaBeouf's girlfriend, supposedly. Uh, he's got, uh, isn't he with the girl from the third Transformer movie? Yeah, there he was. She's, she's cute. Statham would whoop Shia LaBeouf's ass. Oh, no, I'm not Shia LaBeouf. I'm sorry. The Twilight couple, uh, Rob Pattinson, Kristen Stewart, and like Statham was hitting on Kristen Stewart right in front of Rob Pattinson. And then clearly he was drunk. Yeah, I think so. Says Rock, he's just he's throwing quick punches, but they're all yeah, they're like they're just jabs. But yeah, he's real fast. It seems like he's trying to like he's 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 just kind of like getting some good taps in on club on Clubber Lane just to like so Clubber then will wear his own self out. Well, that's what happens to Clubber. He just gets tired. Yeah. Because when Clubber finally cracks him, he does start hitting that's when Rocky says, my mother hits harder than that. Yeah. Now, if if, uh, boxing matches were really like in real life the way they are in the Rocky movies, I think the boxing pay-per-views would like be the biggest money-making, like even higher than movie grosses, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you watch boxing? Oh, if it was like this? this? Fuck yeah. Let's just sit. Then you watch a real boxing fight, and you see two fuckers dance around for an hour, yeah. literally walk around a ring. Not only that, but when real boxers hit each other, it's like it's so anticlimactic. It's just like that little fast jab, and you just see the guy's head barely move back. See, here's where Clubber actually starts pounding him. Here, yeah. that's where Rocky just figures I'll just let him keep, which is the stupidest strategy in history. I'll just let this guy keep punching me. Yeah. Now, how come? When the first time Clubber hit him a bunch of times, Rocky got knocked out. And this time Rocky absorbs the punishment. Yeah. Is it because he has the eye of the tiger? I think because he, he does have the eye of the tiger. And I think, now what do you think Clubber Lang ain't as good this time around? Do you think he got like lazy or whatever? Well, I think he should have had a point taken away there. But I don't think yeah. he got lazy. I think, he, you know, Rocky was distracted. His manager was in the back on, he was in the back taking a break. 
having a can of Coke while Rocky's out there fighting with no guidance. Yeah. Now, do you think Apollo being in his corner made all the difference this time? Yeah, because Apollo was at least yelling instructions to him. That is true. See, that's when that's when Rocky now he's just like he he sees Clover's breathing hard, so he just lets him keep hitting him. Like how you're saying, like how fast the Rocky movies go by. Can you believe there's only ten minutes left in this movie? No, it seems like we just uh, start. There's been a few, yeah, because there's been a few commentaries we've done. It's like, God, this isn't over, and this is a longer one. It's like, yeah. wow, this is flying by. Yeah, I think because there's uh, like so many different things happen in the course of this movie. There's no real slow build up to any one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So here's where Rocky. He's, he's got it figured out now. You know, I'm just. Uh, he sees he sees his mouth open. He sees him sucking for air. Yeah. Now, to be fair, if you were trying to, if you're a boxer and you knew the guy you're fighting, like cardio wise, wasn't as good a shape as you, if you wanted to wear him out, wouldn't you make him dance around, not just hit you? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him punch me. I would. Yeah, yeah I'd have him keep throwing jabs, but that's what he keeps saying. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't nothing. I like it when he pushes Clover Lang in the face like that. Exactly, grabs him by his mohawk. Yeah. What they should have shown is when he says, I've grown my hair out long for the fight so they won't confuse me with Clover Lang. <laughs> That's where he says, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, as you can see, Mr. T's all sucking for air there. Why? I think, I think Mr. T kind of, in all honesty, he kind of wasted his acting career. Like, well, I mean, he did do the A team, which I mean, that was on what five or six years. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, you know, highly successful. And, you know, like because he had such a gimmick going on in real life with all the chains and talking about. It. He always wanted to go on like the Tonight Show and talk about his mom and shit. And I feel like if he just would have acted, I mean, maybe he wasn't capable of it. Like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know what his real life personality is like. But every time I see him, all he talks about is God, the the kings of Africa, which is what symbolizes his. Um, how, about, how about when he was on Howard Stern and Stern said, I don't believe you really had cancer because you never lost weight or you lost muscles. And then all he did was stare at Howard for like 10 minutes and wouldn't answer any questions. Was he trying to be like Clubber Lang again? I don't know what he was doing. He was with Beetlejuice. Yeah. I know when he got inducted to WWE Hall of Fame, he, um, he just uh, like talked about his mom for 45 minutes. He's a pleasant. Why, did you see the E-Who True? There's where he's just hitting him, and now Rocky's hulking up. I wonder if Hulk Hogan got this idea from Rocky. Probably because he was in this movie, so he would have seen it at the premiere. Okay. Here's a question for you, cousin. How many times do you think Hulk Hogan, like over the years of VHS, DVD, whatever, how many times do you think Hulk Hogan sat down and watched this movie? I bet he Every watched day it of his a, life. Yeah, I was say, at least once a week, right? It's probably how he picked up Linda. Yeah. Hey, baby, let me show you. Probably, went, hey, woman, you want to watch a tape of a real man? Yeah. Linda Hogan's hot. Although, to be fair, I haven't seen her in, like, years. I saw a picture of her not that long ago. She looks the same. Yeah. I was tempted to buy her book just to have that dust cover of her. Nice. When did her book come out? A couple of years back. I think she wrote about, I think it was supposed to be, like, beyond full of really outlandish accusations. 
See, see, though, I don't really want to, like, hear about accusations of Hulk. So I'd just rather have her talk about her life. Like, you know, I'm more interested thought, in her than I am him. Yeah, well, how interesting could she be? Well, I mean, she, you know, like lots of pictures inside of herself. I was going to say, I'd like a lot of pictures of her. They don't even have to be naked. Just, no. you know, like thongs, yeah. bikinis. Because, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, like you know she... Went, her, went under the knife all those times to get a bikini body. It wasn't not to not show it off. You know what I mean? Is it me or is this last round and every Rocket movie seemed to be about 10 minutes long? Yeah, when he beats everybody up. And um, it's kind of funny that the climatic scene of the film, we, we wasted talking about Linda Hogan. Well, it's hard to commentate. I think, too, he was winning because he had Mickey's ghost on his side. Yeah. Now, do you think it would have been too much if they would have pulled, like, a Star Wars and you would have seen Mick's ghost over in the corner? Well, they did do that in part five. Yeah, I thought they did at some point. Remember, he said, get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. So, uh, you know, Rocky's trainers, Apollo and all that, they they thought he was crazy letting Clover hit him. But uh, he, he kept saying, you know, he's not getting beat, he's getting mad and all this shit. And he knows what he's doing and all this. And Polly's like, he knows what he's doing. And actually, it did work there, but I still don't think that's a sound strategy. Just let your opponent pummel your fucking face. Well, <laughs> if you remember, that's rope dope what Muhammad Ali did. Yeah. Let's look at Muhammad Ali now. Yes, that is true. Because fans, I don't care what anyone tells you, that is not Parkinson's. That's called punch drunk. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know much about Parkinson's, but maybe he got Parkinson's because of all the punches he took. Well, I think the Parkinson's why he shakes a little bit. Yeah. But when Michael J. Fox is on a talk show, you don't hear him go, I like a show, I'm my the style house. I mean, he's at least coherent. Yeah. Like I he never was a fan of Muhammad Ali. I always liked George Foreman. To be honest, I mean, they're both kind of, you know, before my time. I did see Foreman during his, like, comeback years when he's fighting in his 40s. And he makes a fine grill. He does. I, I did have one. I threw it away actually about a month ago because it got so old and dusty. It, yeah, it's so cheap. You can always just buy another one. Yeah, the lean mean grilling machine. If remember Hulk Hogan to go back to the Hulkster yeah. there, he said he was originally offered that deal, but he turned it down. You know what? I believed that for years and years, but I don't really believe that anymore. Once we got to know a little bit more about the Hulkster. Yeah, I don't think the. I don't think the Hulkster's up. Well, I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah. I think he turned it down to concentrate on pasta mania. Now, my uncle always said this about this movie, and I have to agree with them. Because they have this, but, you know, this is the coolest fucking idea that just Apollo and Rocky are going to go into, I guess this is mixed gym here, by themselves, and they're going to box. Nobody else around, nobody will ever know, just to find out who's better. And then, like, they dance around, and they talk, and they talk. And then the movie just ends. I have to say, this should have been the real ending of the movie. Like, we should have actually seen, for real, the fight and who won and who lost. Well, in all honesty, Apollo should have won because Rocky was just in a three-round war. Yeah. Well, I guess this is later because his face healed up from that fight. But The only thing I didn't understand... They did have time to baby oil themselves. Apollo even looks glared on my DVD. Yeah, he does. They are Both of them are baby oil. But what I understand is, like... Maybe it was just the safety aspect because nobody was around. 
But they decided to uh, fight this fight in uh, like rubber codpiece diapers. I've never seen. I never. Yeah. Both of them have rubber diapers on. Maybe this was like the end when they were just messing around in the bag. Yeah. See, and, and like they're like dan- like you, you don't even think they're really going to fight because they're dancing around going, "Okay, come on, champ!" Yeah, but what? But then at the end, they throw the fucking punches hard, so you know they're going to fight for real. And you know, and that's the end of this movie already. That flew right by. It did. I mean, or you know, we barely, barely got to talk about Paul Kersey tonight. Yeah, Paul. The fans. I'm gonna go. We. I do promise you. There will be Death Wish 3 okay. is coming. There will be a flyer produced before it comes. <laughs> I think that's going to be a while, though, because I think we have a few more minutes to midnight. Yeah, and Kumite. Yeah, Kumite, Kumite. That's what the name of that movie should have been, Kumite, and they could have played that song in the background. That was a catch. I think that's even catchier than the Rocky thing, don't you think? Oh yeah, I would yeah. like to. I would like to do blood sport, but that's like doing a commentary over like as announcers because it's just yeah. a bunch of. I don't know if I could. Plus, I think the blood sport's been talked about a lot. <laughs> well, not only that, but there's only like what three Van Damme movies we can do in the '80s, and we've already done two of them. So, yeah, we could also do Black Eagle. And no retreat, no surrender. Yeah, no retreat, no surrender. Or night there was he in part two. Yeah, no retreat, no surrender might be good because it really is story based. It's not just all fight scenes. I think Karate Kid's got to happen. Really, I thought you were against that. Oh no, there's so many dirty things happening in that movie. I need to point them out to the listeners. Yeah. Now. uh... You know, we're wrapping up here looking at this oil painting of Rocky that's all splattered all over as I had the tiger place. What, what, I have to say, this movie really caught me by surprise the other day. Like, I, you know, I, I'm getting ready to rewatch all the Rocky movies here. I kind of jumped ahead and watched this one first, obviously, so we could do the show. But this one really, I don't know why, I'd never watched this one that much, like, over the years on cable and shit. And I think it might be other than the first one which to me is the best rocky movie sparring partner big yank other than the first one i think this might be the second best uh, rocky movie what do you think oh no i think the second best is part four see i love part four as a kid but now it's i don't know it seems well i watched it last weekend it's it's still as fun but it doesn't just seem like they kind of like needed to make a rocky movie quick which by, yeah. the, which, by the way, Rocky Four came... I'm sure probably most of them came out around this time, but I saw the other day where Rocky Four came out, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, whatever year it came out, 85 or whatever. See, I this is the first Rocky movie I saw, to be honest with you. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, with, you know, the age we're at, this probably would have been the first one. You know, a lot of people our age would have seen. And the, the first one I went and saw in the theater was actually part four. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I think I th- uh, it's hard to sell, but I think I, I think this was the first one I saw in the theater because this came out eighty two. I would have been five. I was going to lots of movies back then already. I was too, but for some reason I didn't go to this one. I don't remember why. 
maybe as a young child you were scared of Mr. T. No, he was probably the reason I wanted to see it. Yeah. My name's T. So, uh, crucify real bad. Yeah, so so why did you want to do this one so bad at this time? Um, truthfully, because, you know, I, I like to do, we got to do a few movies that are mainstream. Right. And, and this one really, because of the soundtrack and all, it, it exemplifies the 80s. And, and I knew it would be a fun commentary. I, I just knew in my heart it would be a fun commentary. And this is one of the longer movies we've watched. This ended up going by so fast, it's ridiculous. It's one of actually one of the shorter movies we watched. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's less than this two is, hours. Okay. This is longer than Kickboxer. This is like a hundred minutes. It's longer than Reform School Girls. It's longer than Death Wish. It's about twenty minutes shorter than the Pope of Grinch Village. I was gonna say I think Pope is our longest film. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Uh I think our two longest episodes are Pope. Of Greenwich Village and Supergirl is pretty long, too, and me and Trev busted that one out. I wasn't involved in that one, fans. Yeah. You were invited, but not involved. I wasn't invited. I was actually having to move furniture. That's right. Plus, I, I won't lie to the fans. I I liked Supergirl, and and I, I really don't think I could have talked about it for two hours and 20-something minutes. But, uh, yeah, Rocky Three a lot better than I remember it. I really enjoyed it. really liked it. It's a lot of fun. We we still have – there's a lot of Stallone movies we could actually do. We have to do Cobra. Oh, yeah. Because Cobra has such a believable plot line. It's almost like it's ripped from today's headlines with the, uh, an axe cult <laughs> that chants in parking garages. And the fact that he – you know, saves his pizza and cuts it with scissors so he has more later in the day. Yeah. And I like when he hides his newspaper in the grill. <laughs> yeah, I, I never truly understood that. It didn't come into... Or why did he take out... A, uh, why did he have his gun cleaning stuff in an egg carton in his refrigerator? Exactly. <laughs> you have to admit just that... Because all that shit happens in like one part of the movie... You have to admit that's probably one of the bizarrest scenes you've ever seen in a film. I do, and considering the movie they're going after some, like you said, a cult of axe-wielding serial killers, that's the part of the movie that makes the least amount of sense. Exactly. I think the best part of that movie, and actually one of the like most perfect scenes in any movie, though, is the beginning where he goes and kills the guy in the grocery store. Yeah. Especially if he just takes the warm can of Coors and drinks it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just something about that scene so badass. That's a I, that one I saw in the theater. That's a great movie. That that is, is that is probably as far as like I've seen movies with way more action scenes in it. But to me, that's that's all I've always said. That's probably my favorite action film. Oh, it's really good. And I don't like I don't ever remember any other movie doing this. But when I saw Cobra, they're actually not giving away like those little mini posters. But they were selling the full-size posters. I think they were like three bucks, and my dad bought one. So I had the Cobra poster on my wall for years and years as a kid. Nice. I want to buy the shirt. There's a, I think it's, who makes all the Canon shirts is that? Not Fright Rags, the other, Rotten Cotton. They have the licensed uh, Cobra shirt. Really? I haven't seen it yet. 
I was kind of disappointed they didn't really touch on Cobra in the documentary Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, maybe they just need to do a sequel to it, but I was a little disappointed with Electric Boogaloo just for the simple fact there was so much shit they didn't touch on. No, it's like they skipped like five years of movies. Yeah, they really did. I mean, it's a good documentary. It is it fun. Is. But yeah, they, they, they did. It's just like it was very glossed over. <laughs> it really was. But yeah, that's it for Rocky Three fans. Obviously, you can hear us as we ramble on here. We're big Stallone fans. You, you'll be hearing more Stallone on the 1980s movie Graveyard. I don't. I don't know if you're going to hear over the top though. Yeah, over the tops maybe one I can, unless we really get deep into the canon classics and we feel like we, because that that movie was a pivotal moment in the downfall of canon. Well, that movie's poop. Ah, uh, poop, poop. Yeah, that's a. That's a great way to end the show. <laughs> so, That's what I was going for. So, yeah. So, <laughs> the life has been sucked out of me by hearing poop yet another again. But uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you for joining us for Rocky 3. The life that's been sucked out of you, like Mickey tried to suck the life out of Club, Club Lang when he <laughs> dove at him. With, with Go back and watch it, fans, and hit pause. Clearly, Mick is packing a pistol in that scene. Yeah. What uh what what's your local comedy club where you <laughs> you practice all your your uh, podcast bits at it, fans uh, fans if you ever want to get a sneak peek of the 1980s movie Graveyard check out the comedy club near Corey J. He'll be there all, all week. Saying, all I'm saying is the guy clearly had nucks on. I think I saw the gun mm-hmm. in his holster. He's already assaulted people at Ring Magazine, mm-hmm. and I, he probably even threatened these other fighters to take dives. Now, what I want to know is, on uh, open mic night, are you just like one of the guys who signs up? <laughs> and like, you just go up and do your five minutes, or do you know the owner so well that like you actually MC the night and do like little bits in between all the like, the I, local. I, I, I usually do the MC. Oh, you do the MC. <laughs> I got to work on this material. <laughs> yeah, this don't. This isn't stuff that you come up off the cuff. Um, you know, mistaking uh, Adrian for Polly. A theory that was repeated roughly twenty-seven times during the uh, the show of how Mick lunch that Mr. This takes Steve. real talent, fans. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you think this this thing don't just come natural? You got to hit the comedy. For all you know, we recorded this thirty seven times, and this is the best take. That could be. That could be. Actually, I'm gonna pull back the curtain. That's not true at all. We don't rehearse. And sometimes we don't even watch the movies beforehand. <laughs> wow. I think I have actually watch all the movies beforehand up until this point except for um except for kickboxer because i just rewatched it like maybe three months before but i was so familiar with that movie but i was gonna say some of these movies i've grown up with to the point where it's like god i, I know the dialogue without even you know looking at it yeah like you clearly knew that mickey lunge mr t <laughs> oh fans okay fans you're very active on the Facebook. Yes, they are. Watch the scene. I'm going to put up Pope when this airs. I'm going to put up the question. Did Mickey try to attack Club Lang? Yeah. The truth's going to come out. Just everybody go back, 
watched a replay. And, you know, put, you know, like, uh, I don't know if Blu-ray players even have a similar, but remember when um, uh, DVD players had that AB repeat loop? Remember mm-hmm. that shit? Just do that. Mm-hmm. Just keep it on a loop, that scene. And eventually you'll just be sitting there. I'd say watch it for a good 90 minutes straight to, to know the truth of if Mickey lunged at Club Lang. Eventually you'll just be sitting there like the Warren Commission sitting there going back and to the left. Back and to and the if left. You, if you have a sound bar, mm-hmm. that's to hell with your neighbors. Get that crank. I do believe that there was some racial slurs yelled at Club Lang. Which probably also further set him off. I that's a very good possibility. Keep an I'm eye just, on Polly in the background. You don't trust Polly. I think he was getting ready to hand Mickey a board with the nail in it. <laughs> very well could. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. The same uh, one to beat his family with at Amityville too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now when Polly's searching for a board to beat his family with, do you think he goes in like the scrap pile in the backyard? Or he just pulls, like, a board up out of the cupboard floor. He just pulls it up out of the floor. He takes those beatings seriously. <laughs> I mean, you got to use a hardwood board for that shit. <laughs> he's so cranky. He even yells at the bum from the Terminator when he's in the alleyway drinking. Come on, yeah, he does that. Paul, Paulie's evil. He even beat a Rocky pinball machine. <laughs> he did. And kicked a poor defenseless watch. Yeah, <laughs> this, this man's out of control. He's a maniac. Anybody, anyway, uh, stay safe during your uh, holiday shopping season. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs>